Hello, everyone. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to our podcast, It's About Payroll. We're your hosts, Brian Escobar and Walter William Duncan III. Whether you're new to the payroll industry or a seasoned vet, this is the podcast for you. Hey, welcome back, folks. Thanks for joining us today. On today's episode, we are going to cover pillar two, pillar number two of the five pillars of payroll that we are covering in this series. Today's pillar is documentation. And documentation really covers a broad spectrum of things. Mm -hmm. And before we get into that, what's going on, William? How you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good, Brian. Yeah, just, you know, life, payroll stuff, you know, all the fun <laughs> things that happen around payroll, man. Just getting ready. I'm excited to be here tonight to discuss this pillar, man. Absolutely. Me too, man. And so, like, I always want to bring something in from that, from like current events and stuff that we see in real life that, you know, because a part of this, folks, is that we're trying to connect people to payroll, right? And payroll, mm -hmm. again, is such an underserved market and subject that we want to bring it and start connecting as many ways as we can so i saw a tiktok this past week and I, gosh i meant to get the actor's name but the actor is does this thing where he calls it paycheck lottery or something like that or royalty lottery so he's been acting mm, yeah. for so long right he pulled on tiktok he pulls out a stack of royalty checks and he just picks a random one and he he says hey are we going to be able to go get like steak and lobster tonight or we got to go to taco bell let's see how much this check is for you know yeah mm -hmm. and so he does that little fun thing and he goes through it and it's really cool but what it made me think about payroll is so for this the check that he pulled out was from a show he did on fresh prince of bel-air in 1995 okay so royalty check now we're talking almost 30 years later mm -hmm. wow right right we're in 2022 1995 i mean i do the math right yeah, yeah. 30 years later right Mm -hmm. What kind of payroll system must they have? <laughs> you laugh, but think about it. That yeah. they have to track when that show airs, do yeah. some calculation, and cut all. So it made me yeah. think about that. Like, wow, I wonder how they do that and what systems they have to keep that in place forever. For, for really, right? For, especially now with streaming, it probably made it more complicated with streaming. It's, it's like, how do they keep that schedule? How do they keep that, right? That would be amazing mm -hmm. for us. Like, hey, if anybody's listening to this show that works for the movie industry and knows how to do it, please let us know. We'd love to talk about it on the show. It's amazing. I thought that was really interesting. And then I read this quote that circled back to last episode was perfectionism. One of these lists that I found mm -hmm. online had mm -hmm. perfectionists. I have an issue with using that word as a quality. And then I came across this quote in Ray Diallo's book, Principles, and he, talked, and he talked about perfection, right? And this is what he said. He said, perfection doesn't exist. Yep. It is a goal that fuels a never-ending process of adaptation. Wow, bro. That's a big nugget, it's a man. big nugget, right? Yeah, it's a it's lot a to unpack in there. And, you know, I said this is especially true with payroll because – we, we, we're never going to get perfect. You hope for yeah. a very low percentage of error. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I'm sure there's certain circumstances where perfect exists, especially in salaried, where if everybody in that company that you're doing payroll is for a salaried, then yeah. yes, you could probably hit perfect and have a hundred yeah. uh, zero percent error rate. Yep. But as soon as you bring in all of these other the hourly, variables the yeah. variables yeah. hourly employees is the biggest variable 
even if you're salary, but you're in a, in a sales environment. Now you have commissions. Yeah. But even in another environment is where payrolls always isn't the one to touch time sheets time cards That's right we're not the ones who normally do that to, to go through approval yes there's some processes like attestation processes for time uh, time off and time sheets and everything like that but if, when there's more hands in the pot like too many like you're saying too many chefs in the kitchen there's mm-hmm. going to be more of a chance for something to go awry so I get where you're coming from by the use of that word with the perfectionism. Yeah. Perfectionist. And I like that quote, man. That quote was really powerful because the part that stands out to me, never ending process of adaptation. Yep. Like we're always having to adapt. Yes. One of the things you said on the last week's episode was that things are always changing in payroll. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Or it might have been on the introduction or whatever, but somewhere in there, (laughs) somewhere in there. But that's the thing. Like, Minimum wage is always changing. Mm-hmm. Different tax laws are changing. With the local taxes, people change address, moves. There's something that's always changing, and we're always having to adapt. Yes. So that that is, is really powerful, man. Yeah. It, yeah, it really hits spot on. And it really and – it, and it walks us right into our topic, right, documentation. Mm-hmm. If we can't prove it, it didn't happen. So yep. what that means is if you don't have the documentation or the backup or the report or something to back up your move, your action in payroll – it's going to be it's going to look really bad on you because they're going to wonder why you did that. So when we talk about documentation as a pillar and payroll really covers a lot. And I wanted to be thorough and I went out and got the definition of documentation. It was interesting to read it. And it says material that provides official information or evidence that serves as a record. Okay. Another definition was the process of classifying and annotating text, photographs, la, 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 emails, whatever. So material that provides official information or evidence that serves as a record, that is Mm. the documentation. But again, for payroll, it really covers a big scope of things because it covers not only the backup that we use to actually process payroll actions, Mm -hmm. but the reports that we run, the emails that we get, the research that we do that supports some of the things that's happening in the system, your compliance. So it really, it's not just about, oh, it's it's documentation. It's a a document I got to save. That's not just that. It's more, it's about, it covers that reporting piece of it because payroll has to kick out reports. We own a process that creates a ton of data. Yeah. So we're responsible for reporting that data. It's documentation. That's a document. That's a payroll report. You further down the rabbit hole, and if you if you define payroll report, is a document that employers use to verify a number of things: tax liabilities, financial data, etc. Mm-hmm. So we keep going. That we can keep doing this, right? It, it, one thing yeah. leads to another. It all rolls up into documentation. The emails that you get, and now for and now it's tough because our partners they want to text us a pay yes. pay request. Yeah, they they send those pictures and everything like that. They take a yeah. picture of stuff and then text it to you. Hey, you know, Can you pay like, this person. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and we and we always tell them, and this is one of the one of the things that we were talking about earlier that we wanted to mention is like how the use of emails mm-hmm. as documents. You know what yep. I'm saying? Like a lot of stuff is communicated via email, and there's those programs out there that those management 
systems that help you manage stuff, workflows and stuff like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. All that is a part of documentation. Yep. So like, yes, there's various types of documentations, various ways that it's used and everything like that. And do you think, let me ask you a question. So yeah, sure. Do you think that, and I know the answer is yes, but I want to hear your explanation <laughs> on it, but like the, it can get muddied, right? Like the, the documentation process can get muddied if there's too many avenues for doc, for documents yes. to, be, to come from. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's gotten a little better because we don't have fax machines anymore. Right now, we're in a situation where we don't have folks just walking up from other departments dropping timesheets that we got to now what scan them in and process yeah, and do all the yeah. kind of things. So we kind of have cut that paper medium down. But to your point, yes, if your company uses Teams and they got a chat Slack or something like that, some type of instant messaging, and they have email, and you have text messaging. And to the payroll professional, what I tell you is you, you got to funnel it back through your email. Or another thing they have now or is help desk, ticket systems. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? A ticketing mm -hmm. system, which we also manage. So we manage our email boxes and we have to manage a ticketing system, which is essentially a third email box that has functionality. Mm -hmm. So what I urge the payroll professional to do is to pick one medium and make sure you're funneling it back through so if you get someone that gives you a text message then either you push back and say hey text this email this to me or you follow up with the email to them and say hey i just processed your payment request based on the text that you just sent me for xyz right mm -hmm. yep. there's your documentation and your backup yes. so fortunately yeah it, it does get a little tricky it can get a little money with all the the different avenues people can communicate with the payroll folks some companies do it better than other right some companies have their policies and procedures their documentation yep. Yep. around that already established so that it, it it maybe it reduces the amount of things like for instance i was at uh one place where i didn't speak directly to employees i always mm -hmm. worked through their managers mm -hmm. and it at it was really like the office manager at that location. We had offices around the country. Every office had a few people there, 10 or so employees. But I only talked to that one, that office manager that knew everything that was going on. So we communicated. So it reduced my exposure mm -hmm. to all the employees. So that yeah. helped keep the mediums of communication to a minimum. Gotcha. Yeah, depending on how your company have it structured or depending on the, the rules or not, will dictate how that how clean that the communication process is, is going to be for your payroll professional. Okay. Yeah, so something that you mentioned was the, the fact that the use of paper trail, like paper trails, yes. and people still, there are still companies out there, even some larger, medium-sized companies Absolutely. that still use paper trails. Mm -hmm. like they, 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 they print out a document, Sign it, go take it somewhere, sign it, scan it, do all that st that fun stuff that we used to do back in the day versus using the digital route, having di digital signatures and everything like that. Yep. So I think that can be a little tricky as well because from a digital standpoint, it's already digital. You can do all, you have all that same functionalities. It's fillable, you know, in, in PDF, you can uh, fill out forms. You and can sign edit them. them. And, yep. And edit them, you know, yep. how, how, how you see fit. And I think that's something that should be 
looked at too from a from an organizational uh, standpoint as a payroll professional as well because like I said you can get a little distracted by those one-off things like you were saying like the help desk and you got to scan this and stuff like that so if you're in an organization that you still have to do these things you might find yourself having wanting to have a conversation with your management or, or management position how do you think you should go about handling that because i know we talked about that as well as far as like training and education mm-hmm. pillar one and one thing folks that you guys are understand is that we're probably going to be mentioning all the different pillars throughout all these uh episodes so because they all tie they all together. overlap yeah of course yes so like i how would you go about that as a manager or as just a payroll professional when you work for an organization that has some antiquated processes what, what do you do? So the good part is there are a lot of powerful tools. If you got a printer and a scanner and a computer, you out on your own if the company doesn't want to support it. But yep. again, you have to build your business case. You have to, you know, take that case to your boss and say, hey, you know, look, presenting your business cases to your leaders and saying, look how much better we can do uh-huh. if we had these tools we did that successfully at one one of the colleges i was at we convinced leadership that we needed to scan everything in and they understood it they're like yep no problem and it was a big process we had like hired a separate company to come in and take all these documents and start scanning them in but it's not just about scanning them in it's about tagging them first so that we, as the end user, can go find it because just scanning a document in doesn't mean anything. And that's part of documentation is proper yeah. file hierarchy, building your file uh, folders properly, right? We always mm-hmm. struggle with it because you don't want to get too deep and you don't, you don't want too many folders and you don't want too few folders. It's just yeah. finding that balance between enough and not too much. But again, so... You can bring it to your boss and hopefully they get it and they're like, yeah, we're going to absolutely do these digitizing and automation projects. And if mm-hmm. they don't, a lot of times, again, if you got a scanner, you can scan your things in. You, yes. I, I, we even, wow, man, I have, I had a, a, a great payroll guy I worked with. He was, he, he, I always told him he should be a coder. And if he hears oh, okay. this, he knows what I'm saying. He knows who he is because I always told him, like, you should be a developer. Like, he was real crazy with right he was savvy with the computers and whatnot and we did it was a highly hourly a high hourly population it was a staffing mm-hmm. company and a lot of just a lot of date information coming in we had a challenge with i think the one of the facilities that the employers were at the employee was at they didn't have a scanner they didn't have a fax machine so mm. the payroll person at the time he was like do you have a camera? Do you have a phone? Do you have a smartphone? Camera phone? He said, take a picture. Send it to me. Done. Oh, wow. Done. He didn't need the company to invest in anything. He has the email already that accepts pictures, right? Mm-hmm. It, he, he just he empowered the employee with an easy solution to get that person paid quickly. And gotcha. we, we adopted that. We leveraged that. We were like, that's the way. That's the way we need to do it whenever an employee is challenged at a site, a work site, that didn't have a scanner or a fax machine. That's how they would send their timesheet in. Because if they didn't send their timesheet in, they didn't get paid. Oh, you know what I mean? Wow. This, it was a staffing agency. The recruiters got really mad, but we had to hold some policy in place. right? And that was, a, that was one of the policies that I needed to get up front documented. Hey, 
this has got to be the rule because if not, I can't operate. That aside, so that was a really low-tech, low-cost, no-cost solution, solution that he implemented because, they were, you know, we weren't going to – the company wasn't going to invest any money in putting anything at that location for that employee group. It was a temp mm-hmm. situation. Like, he had to be quick on his feet and be smart, and it was super clever. And I was like, oh, this is – yeah, that's great. It'll be brilliant. It's genius. It's genius, yeah. And it was a time where – Maybe the phones weren't, they were still just on the rise. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is 10 years ago we're talking about. But might have, people may have still had flip phones at that point. <laughs> Serious. So that's what you got to do. You either have to bring it to the your boss's attention. Can we get the funding to mm-hmm. implement the systems we need so that we're documenting properly? That, you, mm-hmm. know, you know, another part of documentation, do you have proper access to all the rules and the compliances amongst your states? You know, Mm -hmm. if you have time, you can go and do the research on every single state because they all have that stuff there. Or you can and and something else your company should pay for is a membership to APA, American Mm -hmm. Payroll Association, because they are the ones who put out a great product of putting all those rules and regulations that the states provide all in one place. All in one, I think it's probably online now. Um, in the cloud, at one point they had a, a disk that you could search and you can download all the PDFs and save it and search them and it's searchable. I'm sure it's all online now, but yeah. that's the documentation you would invest in to keep make sure that all your other policies are in place. So, see, documentation really covers all of these little things. It's not only the backup that you need to do a payroll task, but it also you need the documentation around the things that are the, the governing rules around your stuff. You know, for instance, we just did a, a California COVID sick policy. The state of California yeah. Yeah. gave more hours for COVID uh, pay. Mm-hmm. And it's a great thing. California is very employee centric and they will always do these things. They always do something in favor of the employee, but they make it very, they cha- it's a challenge for payroll professionals. We know it's, it's almost like a rite of passage. You're not a good payroll professional unless you've dealt with California. New York is also a very legislative law heavy for, for employee stuff. That documentation, like we have to, again, point is you got to know that these new rules come up, but then you have to read through the documentation that governs that rule before you can implement it into your systems, mm-hmm. right? You need all your documentation together. You have to understand how this rule now translates into your system. Yeah. And as payroll people, we're often the, how can I say, the translators between, hey, yes, that says one thing in the policy, but yeah. the way it works in the system, is the way it's going to translate to the system is like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spell it out. You got to spell it out. And yeah. then that leads me to the next thing, that documentation, being a good writer. Okay. You got a yep. good writer because – you have to now give this information back to your customers. Absolutely, man. So you have to give this information back to your customers. And if you're not a good writer, then it's going to be hard to mm. help them understand. You know what I mean? And again, it's, mm. you get these California rules. Here it is. And when they put it out, it's very legal. Like we call legalese. It's very yeah. legal language heavy. Yeah. And, it, and if you got to if you now have to teach this to your employees, you have to be a good writer because now yes. you have to write it back to them in a way 
that they understand that connects with what the day to day. Yeah. And right. So now you're creating this documentation that will drive a function and understanding of a policy in your department. Absolutely. I, I'm a, I want to read what the definition in your notes here, the definition of writing, what it actually Go for means it. from the noun. So the activity or skill of marking coherent words on paper and composing text, basically being legible if it's written down. Because mm-hmm. you know, if you do a bunch of scribbles on paper, you uh, say doctor handwriting. Yes. It's illegible. Yeah. You can't have that in the payroll world because, yeah, you might be able to read it. If you need to pass that information along to the, the customer or the employees out in the field, yep. you need to make sure that it's coherent and legible. Like you said earlier, actually, you said you need to make your case bulletproof. Yeah. You need to come with a bulletproof case. Your, your writings, your explanations of things need to also be bulletproof. Yes. So there's, you can't leave like, anything for legal room, like with legal documents. Like that's how some people get messed up in like, some of these litigations that go yep. on because they left some wiggle room in there. Yep. And in left hindsight, they're like, oh my God, why didn't we? Yes, they left it to interpretation. So that's definitely important. Definitely super duper important when it comes to writing things down and being able to articulate those things, whether you're doing that over the phone or you're doing that on a piece of paper yep. or in an email on an email. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And it being, I'm glad you said phone because a lot of people would like to call you and say, Hey, can you do this for me? I need to request a payment for this one, that one, this one, that one. Mm-hmm. And what I do is I politely tell them, hey, this is not a formal request. I, I, I'll definitely keep note, but unless you send me a request via email, I can't process this for you. Mm-hmm. Right now, and again, put your customer service hat on. That all depends who you're talking to, right? Yes. If you're talking to your bosses or a, high, a leader in your organization, what you want to do is then formalize that for them. Take that conversation, make it an email. Yes write a good email, send it back to them for confirmation and say, hey, please approve. So now you make mm-hmm. the job easy for them. If it's your partner, if it's, if it's your partner on the other side of the aisle there where for payroll, it's usually HR and finance and you're working with them every day, day in, day out, you mm-hmm. have to set a standard for them. Hey, yes. rules of engagement. Yep. And this yep. is what I learned at one of my companies. They had a rules of engagement for their sales teams or I'm sorry, their stores because mm-hmm. everybody was coming at them crazy. So they said, we're going to create a rule of engagement. Mm-hmm. And I was, I thought that was brilliant. I was like, that's actually, that's great. And it's just basically, again, documentation, documenting yep. a policy and procedure, the rules and guidelines around how you need to operate with this department. Yes. And if you find that it's unruly at where you are, you may want to create rules of engagement. Mm-hmm. You know, what I find now more often at this level is that I'm writing a lot more. I'm composing, yeah. I'm drafting project plans and writing trainings out and creating training plans. So that's a few different hats to put mm-hmm. on, but it all is involved around creating documentation. Mm-hmm. We created these calendars for our teams to help them, you know, the process along and stay on track, right? All these things is manual, man. I have yeah. to make them myself. So documentation is being is absolutely one of my biggest pillars right now because yeah. it's how I need what I need 
to communicate with the folks that need to do payroll better is they need some documentation. They need reference, right? Mm -hmm. And when you have a, a problem in the process, you need to see what it is that you are you doing everything that you possibly can to support that process. Yeah. Right. Before you, you know, blame someone else, you know, we mm -hmm. could have easily yeah. said, Oh, it's the manager's fault. Is it really though? Do they have, is it really? do they, right, <laughs> is it though? Do they have the right documentation yeah. that they need so that when they sit down and do payroll, mm -hmm. they refer, they do, they can follow along properly. Because, yeah. you, you know, as a pair, again, as a payroll professional, we often forget what they have to deal with in the field. The, mm. Your managers have a whole nother job. Yeah. Right. They have a whole job that doesn't have anything to do with payroll. Mm. And payroll is just a small piece of it or it's supposed yes. to be a small piece of it. Yep. So do they may be only sitting down to do these payroll functions once mm. every every other week or maybe weekly even if it's weekly you're doing it once a week you forget in the middle because you go yeah. after you spend a few hours doing payroll and reminding yourself what to do you immediately forget it and go back to doing your job mm -hmm. so yep. they need really helpful and good training materials the documentation has to be on point yes all throughout your process whether it be your end users whether it be your payroll professionals trying to function because you're the, again like how we said we would love we build a department so that it could be plug and play mm -hmm. meaning if i lose a payroll specialist i can plug another one in hit play and they can start following along on how we doing things or they can yeah. spend a few hours going over the training materials to get familiar in how we're doing things and then know that while they're doing it, they can refer back to those training materials. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. So it's, it, again, it's so much to unpack in documentation and guys, you mm -hmm. can spend hours on end, you know, creating and building, but it is absolutely part of the job. Don't ever absolutely. trick yourself, fool yourself into thinking, why do I have to do this? Because you have to do it. You yeah, have to outline your job yes. for yourself, for your team, and for your users. Yes. And that it's... could mean three different documentation processes. Absolutely, man. One thing I want you guys to understand, and Brian, I hope you agree with this, that documentation is essential to the point that you have to consider the fact, rather, that it keeps you compliant with a lot of different things. Like, yes. for instance, payroll record retention keeps you compliant with the IRS. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't, you, if, if your records are all jacked up, you're going to have issues with the IRS. W2 season is going to come around and you're going to be making year in adjustments at the end of the year because you had an issue with docu documenting things. So, there's this one thing I, I, wrote, I read on the internet. It says, it basically posed the question why document? And this is what it said. It says, consistent documentation is essential for employers to properly evaluate employees and avoid liability connected with disciplining and terminating employees. Yes. That's just one part of it. Oh, my God. Yep. This one part. And then another part says, accurate documentations allow, uh, accurate documentation allows decisions to be made with as much information as possible. So there's two pieces in there, yep. consistent documentation and accurate documentation. Yep. 
See, like, so when you document something, when you have something that's documented, like you were saying earlier, you want to have those processes be consistent. You want to mm-hmm. spell those things out. You want to make sure that your processes, your policies in place that you use to document things are consistent. And you want to make sure that your documentation is accurate. Yep. So, so, that, so, so in, in the case where you get a pay rate change for someone and they have two positions in the payroll system and they put the pay increase for the wrong payroll position. Mm-hmm. That's an example of inaccurate documentation, right? Mm-hmm. So yep. it's something that we have to consider as payroll professionals, like this thing, the documentation is critical, is crucial yeah. to any operation. You know what I'm saying? And you got to think about it. There's when you, it's, it's just not, it's just not the noun of the documenting it's like the action of documenting something as well so like onboarding mm-hmm. the information that you receive from the employees that whether you as a payroll professional enter those new hire information in, in or you feed it into the system that's all part of documentation the employee yep. has the part to play in document with documentation like for instance with when it comes to changing direct deposits we have a system now where we're at, where Brian and I are at, where we work together at, where the employee is responsible for certain changes to their taxes, to their direct deposits, those type of things, right? Mm-hmm. So employee self-service. Employee self-service. So if that employee puts something in that's incorrect, it's going to have a result that happens from that. So they might not get their direct deposit in their account. They'll still be paid. Yep. Or that direct deposit could could go out to somewhere and be stuck in limbo or be yeah, returned or to someone else's issues. account. Yes. And that's the worst yeah, case scenario. That no, that yep. Every one of us has a part to play from when it, the, the documentation standpoint, our part of that as payroll professionals, whether you're under HR or accounting is to make sure that we handle the documents given to us with the proper care. Because you want to make sure you look at things you want to, if you're responsible for making any pay rate changes in the system, you want to make sure you're in the right employee. You want to make sure you're in the right company, you know, because I've seen it happen. I've seen where somebody enters the wrong pay rate. They put increase on on an hourly employee that was supposed to be meant for a salary employee or a C-suite person. Yep. And this person gets a check and they're like, oh my goodness, Mm -hmm. I just got a bonus for Christmas money right here. Yep. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, like, there's many different levels of and types of documentation. And you got to understand that documenting is an action word. So we have to, there's actions that we have to take in order to make sure that these things are consistent and accurate when it comes to stuff. I know I want a little tangent there. No, not at all. I want to cover what you have here as well, because we talk about all this documentation information and you bring up a good point. PPI There's Mm. it's documentation has gotten so important or Mm -hmm. critical that now PPI, I know it refers to our personal information, like the combination of our social, our address, and maybe even money attached. That's personal Mm -hmm. information that has to be protected way more than just an email that goes back and forth to your coworker saying, hey, please do the project by five. You know what I mean? Whoa. Your emails, and you got email in there too, and it ties right in. Email is not usually secure so if we have a very diligent it leader at our current job and he keeps us honest right he really pushes he's nope that you can't put 
Allen B. You yeah. can't do certain things. He's very sensitive around the information and protecting it. And it's good as a payroll professional. It helps you understand. Wait a minute. What do you mean I can't email a document full of Social Security? This is our company email. Yeah, it may be your company email and it may be mm -hmm. on a closed server and it may be protected, but it's not that protected. They're not building it. They're yeah. not protecting your emails at that level. So you nope. can't have that personal information in there. So yep. a, another branch of documentation that this is covering is the, inform, the, the what you can and cannot put on what documents. Yes. Where do those documents yes. go and what yep. you can and cannot put on them and what environment you're in. So you usually have to ask your IT professionals, yes. where can I put this sensitive information? And yes. they will provide a place for you because we they have to should. function that way. They should, yes, they should. <laughs> they, should. they should. And if you say, well, how do you do it without, if you can't email somebody, it's, they have something called secure email. And yes. it's, it's built to transfer that information that yeah. personal information so it is more highly secured in that way yep. it brings me to one more thing I wanted to that you while you were talking about employee self-service and where I would like to see this go with employee self-service I heard on a podcast about man I forget the name but he they were talking about blockchain and payroll so, oh, wow. you know, yes, very interesting. What stuck was how to use the blockchain to f support and it could be used so that we own our own data and information, like oh, maybe wow. NFT or whatever, like imagine wow. a blockchain document or NFT or something like this mm -hmm. that has all of our information mm -hmm. and we control who gets access to it. Wow. Because now it's not like that. We're, no, not. We are always giving our information out. Yep. And now it lives in somebody else's database in a million databases every time we sign up for anything. Right yep. now, a million people, all these companies have our data and it yep. lives in all these places. So he's yep. saying, no, the blockchain could be used for maybe to, um, our individuals to own their information and control it accordingly. So if you're getting hired at a job, you would give your new job access to your blockchain information or this NFT of some sort, and they would be able to view the information and take it from there. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of questions, of course, that had, immediately I had a bunch of questions because I'm like, wait a minute, am I <laughs> viewing only and am I keying this in? Because then that defeats the purpose of the mm -hmm. automation of onboarding that we're trying to get to. But again, it was just conceptual and I liked where I, what I liked about it and what I liked about it also matches up with there's a payroll system out there right now that employees can approve their own time but, and really drive it. I know a lot of systems have that, but as you research this one particular payroll system, they're really putting a lot of the power of them getting paid into the employee's hands. Yep. So they're saying, hey, if you don't do your thing, you can't get paid. You won't be paid. You won't be paid. <laughs> so I, I like that. I like that it's putting some of the onus, onus. Yeah. and it's making it really there in front of them. It, it Putting that on them, like we should drive that ourselves because we get too easy with it. Oh, well, I just, you do it, you do it. I like putting it back because it doesn't take the job away from the payroll professional. Again, as systems keep evolving, 
Yeah. We're, you're still going to need a person to look at this data. Absolutely. There's so many data points. There's, all we're doing is we just, we just keep adding to the amount of data that we're getting. Somebody mm-hmm. has to run the programs to organize this data to make business. Yeah. So Absolutely. there will always be a payroll person there. Mm-hmm. Doing it's what? Capacity. Yep. Doing what? Providing documentation. Yep. Yep. Providing hey. documentation. Yep. So you you were right for PPI. By the way, you said protected personal information. Protected personal information. So basically, this is kind of break it down for what that means. There is a kind of a uh, definition for it. I just want to read mm-hmm. it to the people. Yeah, so go they for can it. Understand. Uh, PPI means any personal information or characteristics that may be used to distinguish or trace an individual's identity, such as their name, social security number, or biometric records. Wow. So, like, I think, I think, so, I think that kind of explains a little bit, because sometimes when you think about protected personal information, PPI, you think, oh, date of birth, social, those are the the common ones, the common Mm -hmm. things, but there's something in here that says characteristics. Yes. In the definition. So, what do you think that that means? Because that's that's the first time I ever heard that. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. So, you know how sometimes with our reports, we say, oh, there's no PPI in here. They can't tell who this is. Mm -hmm. But if you know how to look at the information, maybe you can. Mm, right. Okay. I mean, especially if it's so meaning, yeah, their name might not be there, but what if their associate ID is there? Okay. And mm-hmm. what if you know that associate ID is unique? Mm-hmm. Right. If you're familiar with the data, then you can kind of use that to put some characteristics together and say, okay, this person with this associate ID is making this amount of money and their mm-hmm. job title. Another characteristic is this. Wait a minute. I can figure this out. This place is here. I can get to that location. I can mm-hmm. figure this, who this person is based on these yep. characteristics. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't need their okay. name. It may take a little bit more work and digging, mm-hmm. but it could, it gives you enough to start pulling on a string. Yes. And then it, so that's enough for hackers basically to find their way in. So yeah, yeah it is definitely characteristics. Absolutely. absolutely. And yeah. And these things have become so important. PPI didn't exist. 20 years ago, we've had to develop this documentation to support and govern how payroll professionals, and not only us, this is like because credit card and anybody that deals with a personal information should be governed under this, these PPI best practices. So you always, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, you always want to make sure that your vendors are handling your data properly. Yes, absolutely. I want to, it reminds me of the story. I was reminded of it while you were talking, and I remember growing up younger, you and I were from the 70s, 80s, you know, so back then, that's not that long ago, if you think about it, it's only 40 years ago, 40 uh, years ago or so, so I remember hearing stories about people using their their kids' socials to, yes. in order things, to, to, yeah. to buy stuff, mm-hmm. to get property. Credit cards, cars, credit and stuff like common. that. Yep. And so it wasn't that long ago, guys, that mm-hmm. people were getting away with this stuff and using other people's information to get things. So, like, now these guys have gotten more sophisticated. These hackers and these scammers have gotten more sophisticated with things. That's why it's so important that we document and we encrypt and we password protect. We do all these have these different levels of security in order to protect ourselves, the company, the employee, whatever. We That's why it's so important 
That's why we're emphasizing the importance of documentation from a payroll standpoint because it's so important. You can somebody's life can be completely messed up yep. from identity theft, access yeah. from from us or from yep. a professional in the industry. So keep that in mind, guys. Just to let you know that the scamming industry that's a billion dollar industry. Yep. People make billions of dollars scamming other people. Yep. So it's it's vitally important. And one of the, one of the things I wanted to go back to, Brian, is some of the best practices when it comes to documenting stuff. So I know that a lot of our systems they offer certain services that you can upload documentations, certifications, mm-hmm. uh, degrees, teachers, exam- uh, for example, yep. when they get those certified in the CPR, sure. they can upload those documents. Should I have it back up, backed up somewhere? Yeah, absolutely. you already know how we roll. No matter what payroll system you use, a lot of them will give you online access to their reports. Yeah. And they're, they're sitting there. But what folks don't realize is, one, it's usually not forever. And if it is, they're archiving it every few years. So now you have to request access to that information. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said reporting is a big part of documentation. And I thank you for bringing that up because... Even point is, even though you have online access to all of your reporting from your payment mm-hmm. system, you it, the best practice is for you to save down your documents, all of the reports that's being generated after your payroll processes, save it down to your business servers, your you know servers that are built to protect this information, yeah, built to protect the C, the PPI, mm-hmm. um. Because then you have it forever, right? Those are, that's your document on the cloud. Your mm-hmm. IT should have redundancies in place to to mirror those files so that you never lose them. So mm-hmm. yes, best practice is regardless of how long your payment service is saving your information, you need to also be downloading it from those sites onto mm-hmm. your business's drives, your shared drives, yeah. your, your server drives. So let me ask you another question. I because I've known people, especially in management that I've worked for in my career, where they've had the little external drives, hard drives, mm-hmm. hard drives that that they have personally for themselves, mm-hmm. and they save stuff on there. And I didn't personally agree with it. Nah. I felt, hey, if you're not if you're not with this company forever, yeah, you're not gonna retire. You don't see yourself retiring from this company. I don't think that this is a good practice. Do you agree? So let me. So I understand straight. They would save their work documents on their personal external hard drive. Yes. So they would save. Nah. They would. So they would save yeah. some like payroll history reports nah. on there and everything so, like that. A good IT department is gonna have mm-hmm. it set up that they recognize that foreign device and won't let you save it anyway. Okay. But you could probably work around that saving directly from your vendor onto it, maybe. Yep. But no, as a rule, no, there's no reason for that. There's no reason for you to have a personal device saving company documents. Yep. What I do say is if you're doing your own stuff on your company computer, which people do, there's, there's a minimum stuff. If you're saving, you did your taxes and CPA sent you your tax information and you just want to save it, then have your own flash drive to save your personal stuff that is on your work computer. Don't yeah. save your personal stuff on your work drives that i do agree with have a little thumb drive Mm -hmm. and then whatever bs that's yours make sure it stays on that thumb drive so then when you go you're good that's all you gotta if you go we're not 
you know, promoting leaving your company. <laughs> but we're just saying if you go, you just all you got to do is unplug your thumb drive and you out because your mm-hmm. personal stuff is on there. But the other way, no, there's no reason for that. And no it sh- shouldn't even be allowed because now you're taking your though that personal information, that PPI, PPI. Mm-hmm. on an ungoverned sanctioned device home. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? And I don't know who lives in your house. Who you don't know who it could be a hacker in your crib. It could be a criminal in your house that you that oh wait, they know what you do. They mm-hmm. go dig in your files and now they're finding people's social security number, people's addresses, and that's yep. all you need to steal the identity. Yep. What I wanted to say, because it's very relevant right now, at the time of this recording, it's March 13th, so where tax season is full in effect and W-2s are flying all over the country in the mail. Yep. That's a security risk. I urge you, as an employee, go paperless. If you have the option of going paperless, mm-hmm. embrace paperless, because now your document stays on your payroll provider's system. And mm-hmm. if it's one of the big guys in the country, it's mm-hmm. pretty safe. None of these yep. folks want to get hacked. None of these folks yep. want to have to put in the news that they were hacked. Yep. So believe me, they are building the cybersecurity around keeping that documentation secure. Yep. Use them. Keep it there. Just go paperless. When you yep. need it, you download it. You can secure it. You can password protect it. You can share it better with your CPAs. Hopefully that your CPA has an upload site now, most of them yep. do, where they allow you because they understand the documentation around PPI yep. and they allow you to upload your documents there. So all you're doing is pulling it off of one system and you're uploading it to another. You can delete the file from you wherever you had it, yep. and it and you're done. You're done. Yep. Instead of this thing being mailed out, like my W, I don't want my mail my w2 in the mail anymore like you know a what lot I mean? of, yep a lot of people they don't update their address at the end of the year they move they yep. relocate to a different state or whatever happens and they don't update their address with the, the post office and their w2 goes to the old address and if you got some shady characters living at your old place or whatever jackpot yo hey I, i'm gonna get some get some extra money for my taxes yep you know yep who I've knows seen it, i've you seen know. it happen yeah, and I mean, we're always. I thought I got hacked the other day when oh, Spotify went down one mm-hmm. day, and I was like, oh man, something was like a few things shady happened between emails and then Spotify going down. I thought I got, I thought my, I was getting cyber attacked. Yeah, you know, and I was worried for a little bit until I realized my daughter was like, no, it went down for everybody. I was like, okay, better, but mm-hmm. then it made me check my Instagram, and sure enough, there was a login from seattle i'm in florida that wasn't me mm. so i had to change my instagram account the, the password there so yep. it gets scary man Cybersecurity, like some somebody come at you your identity and they can do a lot and if yep. you got if you're doing good in life and you're trying to do the right thing you have a lot uh, to lose yep like we get those emails all the time we get an email that says our ceo's name on it yep but the but it's something to pay attention to is like looking at the email address whenever you get an email and it says something like oh hey change my direct deposit yeah when you when your company has the, the availability of, of employee self-service yep and you get an email saying hey change my deposit you want to mm. look at that and well no open it don't, don't open it yeah so don't know no want, don't open it you, you forward it right to your yeah. yeah forward it right to it and say this is a scam this is fraud alert yeah and that's it and i've had situations in the past where people you working and you so in the in the hurry yep. that they didn't read 
deeply into the email and they sent mm-hmm. money out. Yep, yep. And so that's worked. And think about it. Like you just said, it's a billion dollar industry. It's a numbers game. If they're sending out a million emails a day and mm-hmm. one of them ping, one of them works. Boom. You just made however many hundred dollars for that for just sending out a million emails today. Yeah. How long yeah, did it take you, right? Yeah. I I I can personally attest to it because and I hope he doesn't kill me for I'm not gonna mention any names. There you my go. girlfriend, a partner of my girlfriend, like her one of her parents got hacked like that. They yeah. they got a, a call or email saying, Hey, your computer's been hacked. You're in yes. trouble. Well, yes. give, give give me remote access to your computer. And they give him they give him the IP address, they log in and they charge them thousands of dollars to fit quote unquote fix their computer and the same thing keeps happening year after year. Oh. So and so I know we went down a rabbit hole here with that. No, but, but like, it all, you know, it, it, no, it all yeah. leads back to documentation. Yeah. And why it's so important to have your procedures documented, have mm-hmm. rules around again, what you're documenting, where you're sending it, who's getting what, who you, if you have a documented procedure in place for direct deposit, then you know that email coming through is nonsense. And if you look yeah. at it, a lot of times it's not from the company's email. If it's fraudulent, it's not. They don't even make an effort to like make it look like it came from a company email. Mm-hmm. They often just are lazy with it because people don't look at it. Now I just yeah. delete them. I straight delete them. The IT already you know, has something in place and he's like, yeah, just delete, no worries. And and that's it. We don't even bother. But it is. It's I get them every week from all different names and they know exactly who to, what names to use mm-hmm. because they must be looking at my our email traffic and they realize what names are frequently sending to payroll. Yeah. So I'm going to use those same names thinking that they won't pay attention to the email and just do it. Yeah. And sometimes that happens, but that brings me to a really good rule for payroll mm-hmm. for, and we'll end it on that note for documentation for the second pillar. This is why documentation is so important but I'll leave you with a little bit of a nugget and it's trust, but verify, especially with payroll. You're going to get employees. Hey, um, I didn't get my check. Mm-hmm. Really? Cause I see here it was cashed. Really? Oh man. You know what? I must've forgot that. Thanks. And you I never know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I, oh yeah. So is a direct deposit. Oh really? Oh man. I, sorry. I forgot. And mm-hmm. a lot of times you don't know. You don't know if they're really making a, a, a mistake, if there's oversight on that their end. The yeah. New Yorker in me is, mm, you were trying to double dip. You were yeah. trying to <laughs> pull a fast one, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. I, and I have a whole, actually, I have an idea for a whole, a quick show on little things like that for payroll professionals to look out yeah. for. Be more skeptical. Trust but verify. Have your documentation in order. It's mm-hmm. critical to our profession, our craft. Like, to be a good payroll professional, you must yeah. have mastered the many facets of documentation, reporting, writing, backup, saving files properly, record yeah. keeping. We can go, there's a, we could go down a rabbit hole on how many years each records need to be kept for payroll. Yes. And my best practice tip there is figure out where you're because it's also state by state for documentation for record keeping Mm -hmm. figure out where it is that you have to keep the longest and then default to that across the board yeah because then you don't want then you're gonna then you're gonna create a whole nother management system of documentation and reporting to keep by state nobody has time for that like yeah you know 
It's all digital now. So unless you're managing a physical file warehouse, which we I've been a part of, I've been a part of going to warehouses and purging data that was too old because it's like, hey, we're paying for storage space. If we could get rid of a few hundred square feet of storage, it'd be great. We've done that. Or uh, at, at one of the colleges I was at, like they literally had like in the archives down in the basement. It was such an old school, like old building. It was like amazing. But anyway, Unless you have a, ma- a physical paper yeah. to manage, you know, just default it to your longest one. Because, again, part of documentation is record keeping. Absolutely. And if you need to learn more, go ahead and just, just Google payroll record keeping. There's a lot of resources out there on how long to keep each document, each category. A- IRS has its record keeping rules. Each yes. state has its record keeping rules. Yeah. Each function has a record keeping rule. You know, mm. what records you do have to keep and how long, forget about it. So, but that, yep. just please know that falls under documentation, record keeping, your reports yes. that you need to back up what you do if you get audited, right? Why it's important to pull it down from your payroll system because what if your company decides to change payroll systems guess what the provider charges you for all of that data and history if you haven't saved it already now Mm -hmm. you gotta pay for it when it was free now you gotta pay for it because your company's moving off of them and they need the the data so be sure money yeah it's gonna cost your company money be on top of it save your reporting down again because documentation covers that Record keeping, that reporting, the where you're saving your files, where what you're putting on what document and where you're sending it, where, what, yeah. how, and the where's and all this. So all that to say, just to circle back for documentation is a critical piece for our craft. Yeah. Go ahead and do the research. One thing I did want to say before we end, and when it comes to PPI and encrypting documentation, Please be sure to make it somewhat sophisticated with the password. Just don't do a simple one, two, three, four, or anything like that. These hackers are supremely talented and can hack into that stuff. So you want to just use something, use a combination of numbers, letters, symbols, or whatever you need to. Yes. When you say when you password protect something. Okay, guys? Yep. Absolutely. That's a, um, best practices for passwords. Yeah. That is absolutely part of it. You know what I mean? G- Google it best practice for passwords because like to your point Walt, a lot of people are really lazy with it password one two three you know how many people (laughs) leave their password as password like these folks are getting hacked and google tells you folks google even tells you right now hey your passwords across so many things are the same one change it Mm -hmm. and be careful so listen to all that because Mm -hmm. again they're trying to protect your documentation, your PPI. Mm-hmm. They're trying to protect that. And if you're silly and, and, and a little careless with it, you, you're going you're gonna to get hacked. You're gonna, the identity is yeah. going to get stolen here and there. You try not to use your PPI as the password. For real, yes. <laughs> Don't put my date of birth as I'm my a, password. Let me put my social as my password. Yep. Great. No, nobody's no, going to know my no, social. Guys. <laughs> No, yeah, don't. Oh, you know what? And I leave you with a a little quick funny story. When I first started in IT for a little while, I was a Unix operator overnight. And it was kind of my first serious IT situation, corporate job, whatever. And they were teaching me things. And I have, they gave me a username and password. I wrote it on a sticky and I put it right on my screen. Oh, no. You see, you already know. My boss sent me an email the next day and said, hey, I noticed you had your password and your username on your screen. You cannot do that. And went on to 
teach me why that was a wrong move. And I was like, oh, okay. Your passwords are you should be unique to you. It keeps your documentation safe. Yes. So, yeah, folks, just be safe with all your information in payroll. Don't fool yourself. Documentation is important. Backup building it i mean we're going through an extensive exercise right now where we're trying to do we're trying to document how we will organize all of the documentation mm -hmm. as a mouthful right we're, we're trying but this is how important it is because we're writing we have to keep this information organized there's a lot of moving pieces all the time in payroll and you have to we're always what i'm what i'm finding myself at now is just like wait a minute how do we keep this all organized how do we make sense of it and how do we find what we need going forward when we need to refer back to one of these documents for something yes absolutely. right there's a lot of rules that changing different policies being updated and payroll has to keep track of that you have to keep track of hey on this day we change the way we do things because of this new rule yeah. Whether it be sent out by the state or your boss, you as a payroll professional have to keep that documentation so that you, you can refer back. And again, you want to plug and play. So you want to put it somewhere where if you plug somebody else in, they can easily look back and say, oh, that's why we do things. Yeah. You know what I mean? So incredibly Absolutely. important, folks. And you could, we could spend a lot more time with documentation. But again, it's a key pillar keep doing the research, keep learning, and we'll keep mm -hmm. giving you more, guys. Yes. All right, everyone. Until next time. Peace. Peace. Thank you for joining us today on our podcast, It's About Payroll. We're your hosts, Brian Escobar and William Duncan. And until the next time, folks, keep learning, keep growing, and most importantly, keep going.